perhaps give our listeners some idea of the background of Afghanistan, because I think most of us are unaware of some of the history that uh, preceded the current uh, situation that exists in Afghanistan. Robert? Yes, well, I'd like to um, to move back a bit from Afghanistan and move into a a piece of of a of a bigger picture. Um, what a place that I've come to call the Asian vortex. It's a part of the world which uh, I think most of us have been pretty unaware of, and probably will never visit. And it's an extraordinarily empty area in some ways, and yet it is it is a extremely significant area in both natural and human history. It's that area just to the east of Afghanistan, where five countries meet. Afghanistan, or almost meet, come very close. Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, China, and the Soviet Union. Those countries <coughs> represent two-fifths of the total population of the world, and four of those five countries have nuclear weapons capability. This um, this Asian vortex is, in, in natural history, of course, at the end of the Himalayan mountains, which head up into the Karakoram Range, and they, in turn, head into the Hindu Kush of Afghanistan and the Pamir Mountains of the Soviet Union. So it uh, it is one of the most uh, intense geologic and geographic areas of the world. Those mountains are still growing, incidentally, and a piece of information I find very interesting. Sounds like a geomantic power spot. It is definitely, there. definitely a power spot on, on our planet. It's extremely empty in some ways, and yet it is it is a meeting of south and north and east and west in a geologic and geographic sense. Tropics head into the tundra, head through the mountains and into the tundra and into the steppes and into the deserts. The rainfalls vary from the most to the least on the planet. The populations are from the sparsest to the densest within a few hundred miles. So as we move into human history, we find, too, a uh, juxtaposition of, of many different ethnic, linguistic, and religious groupings. You get uh, three of the major uh, linguistic strains meet at precisely this spot. You get uh, many of the great world religions have uh, collected around this spot and have have flown back, have, have uh, been in the flow back and forth through this area. Much of the commerce of the ancient world, the silk trade, the east-west silk trade, went through this part of the world. Marco Polo went through Afghanistan Marco Polo, to China. Yes. Genghis Khan, of course, uh, went through here. Tamerlane, as you've said before. So there's been a great deal of of activity around this extraordinarily empty vortex, vortex in the sense of pulling these forces together, these natural and human forces together, and at the same time throwing them out, pulling them down, throwing them out to the side, to the periphery. And I think a case can be made that 
this is perhaps the that place which is the best candidate on the on our planet for a meeting of both east and west and north and south this is a, a, a an insight that came to us recently and I, I i find it a very very challenging one and leading us up into uh the 20th century where we are now um there was something that occurred in the, in the 19th century uh, between the great powers uh, that were then operating in the world, I think Britain and the Soviet Union and Russia at that time. What was that, uh, what occurred in the 19th century? Well, many, many of, the, of the great empires of the world have been focused in this part of the world. And in the 19th century, we see the Russian Empire moving uh, in this direction.